Morning. It's good to see everyone here after uh, yesterday's missions conference. Because it looks like a tomato because I was in the sun playing uh, volleyball. And so I might be a little red today. I might, my voice might be a little tired today, but then Supabangua uh, is on vacation. Pastor Kevin is on vacation today. Um, him and his wife, and so no, super bangor, nuku at the yang, no, I call you more valanguda bunjang. And so, so today uh, I have the opportunity to give you the word, and I'm going to do it in Hmong and English. The kakuriya, the two lawate. So my main language is English, and then my uh, my second language is Hmong. And so since we still are a Hmong church here, I will be. Attempting, so the key word is attempting, so bear with me to and so if I speak a lot of English, okay, and so PowerPoint, so um, so but just to remember that so I am working on it and eventually I will hopefully get to that point and so. And so today the word uh, will be coming from 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3. And so today we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and I named this When God Speaks. Some of you may be familiar with this, as I know Pastor Kevin has already referenced this many times. Um, in his sermons, but then the context of this book is we are now after the uh, the Israelites have been delivered from Egypt and Pharaoh, and now the nation has been formalized or unionized as a nation in their land that they're supposed to be, and now there's our judges. So God has appointed judges or leaders such as Othaniel, Deborah, or the most commonly known as Samson. Duvanzu, Samson. And so, but in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, there's also some notable stories in there too. There's Saul, there's Davi, there's David and Goliath, the anointing of David and the fall of David as he sees Bathsheba. But central to the story is much like the Old Testament, if you've studied it before, is God is still present despite the sin of his people. And so we're going to see this transition from judges to prophets to kings. And Samuel, the small boy Samuel, will become Israel's last judge and also the first prophet at this point in time. And so just to give us some more context, we're going to go into 1 Samuel 3, um, chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 3 right away. And so let us begin as I endure or journey on this journey of reading and speaking in Hmong. And so so I'm going to speak in Hmong and then uh, or speak in English, read English and have the Hmong up there too. And so verse 1. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. 
One night, Eli, who was almost blind, had now gone to bed. So, Pomong had that. Eli kept to make two samiyang or two chu, they holy. Dunder to chu chi chua la hai doning. Tear nichi wa doning ya wa ya tong baller. Eli la hang, you come more chi chua ba gayler. And so, Pomong Eli, tear samiyang. So we have two people, Samuel, who is the young boy who is ministering to the Lord, who is serving the Lord. And then we have Eli, who is a high priest of the temple and also a judge for Israel, a leader of Israel. And now he is at an old age where he is now becoming blind. Not only that, we also have a time when God was not speaking. Not your name, Isaiah, right? And so the visions and voices of God was far and very distant. It may have been a quiet time, a time of sin, a time of, of unrighteousness, yet we know that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. There might be a quiet time, a patient time, but He is still there. And so you might be wondering why this was an issue. Why was God so far and near? Well, if you know Old Testament history, you know that right? they were sinful. They were doing what they wanted to do despite God's direction. And so today we're going to see how Samuel responds to the voice of God and what we should do when God speaks. So let us pray before we start this teaching and learning together then. And so let's go. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We thank you for the, the yesterday's Day of Missions Conference and their fundraising, Lord, and that no one was severely injured. We thank you for the us rising this morning, this beautiful morning after a week of rain and tornado warnings, Lord. And now here we are with the sun shining and Lord, and you are still good. You are still present within our lives. And Lord, may you be with us as we learn um, what to do when you speak as we go into 1 Samuel chapter 3, Lord. May you open our ears and our hearts so that we may be sensitive to what you are saying, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So let us continue reading. So, so we're gonna read it wrong, okay? It should be up there. Sami Yang Puho Du Luto Che, Du Chu Luto Che, Jing Da Lupisa, or Divachi Telu, Ya Che. Tochita Kandu Lu, or Luto Jane, uh, Dang Jane, Ti Lalu, Du Chu Sami Yang. Sami Yang Hai Tia Gunyanda No. Someone translate that in English then. And so we have Eli and Samuel, servants of the temple, sleeping in the temple near the Ark of the Covenant. So if you remember the Ark of the Covenant, the, in Old Testament, they would carry the ark with them wherever they went. And the priests were the ones to oversee it. And so Samuel, the young boy, under the mentorship of Eli, is now in the room with him. 
and they and Samuel and, and Eli are sleeping, and they hear this voice call out to Samuel. And Samuel wakes up, and he and he believes that uh, he calls out, "I'm here," but then he doesn't see anyone. So he runs to Eli and says, "Eli, I'm here. Did you call me?" But Eli said, "No, I did not call you. Go back to bed." And so, if you read on, we'll we'll, we'll see why. Um, so we'll see why Samuel didn't understand who was calling him. Because in the stories, God calls out to him two more times. And But then it wasn't him. But why didn't he know that it was God speaking to him, even though he was in God's temple, even though they knew that the presence of the Lord was with the covenant? And so we're going to read on in verse 7. Verse 7 says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? And so I'm getting right there. Right? Samuel did not yet know who, what God's voice sounded like, even though he was still serving the Lord up until his young age. All his life he's been serving the Lord, yet he still did not know what God's voice sounded like, his audible voice, like, this is my voice. If you close your eyes and you can hear me, you know, okay, that's Yang. Okay, that's, you know, that's Sengfeng speaking. Yet, Eli, being so active in the temple, did not know what God's voice was. But then Eli was there to help. ไลยันเดอร์บานูเทอินซงไกมอนเตอร์ทอนเดอร์อีเลปอไฮเตอร์ยาตุชูฮูซามะยิงอีลีเทอไฮตอซามะยิงไฮเตอร์เจลิตอ
so in verse 10, it says, And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, for your servant is listening. And so people are there, people He was calling Samuel, a young boy. So isn't it amazing that God would call Samuel instead of calling out to Eli, who is the priest? Right? Keep in mind that Samuel is just a boy, but he's not just any boy. If we studied, uh, if you looked at verse or chapter one and chapter two, we see that Samuel was already dedicated to God, to the service of God, by his mother Hannah. And Hannah was a barren woman, meaning that she could not have any kids. But then she prayed to the Lord, and the Lord opened her womb, and she and she conceived a son. And out of that joyful uh, birth. She dedicated him to the Lord. And in chapter 2, we see that Samuel was already ministering to God as a young boy. So there's this picture of an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, a young boy serving the Lord. And, and we also see in verse 21 of chapter 2, we see that Samuel grew before the Lord. And so Samuel was growing as a young man, and in that growing in his stature, he found favor in both the Lord and with the men. And so Samuel definitely had this God-destined calling to be a servant of God. Yet even though he was dedicated to God, even though he was growing in uh, his stature and in favor with the Lord, who knew? God still called out to him. But he didn't just say, he just didn't call his name, or he didn't just say, come here, come here. No, he said his personal name. right? God actually knew his name personally and called out to him. And so if God is willing to call on the young, like a, like, like, then how willing is he calling God willing to call on you guys, on us, who are untrained? Maybe we're not trained in the ministries or, or meetings. Maybe we don't know how to interpret scripture, to read scripture, hermeneutics, or maybe we don't know theology. But God still called on the young. But I don't want to glorify the young and to demean the old. I don't want to stand up here. No, I'm not here to do that today. Because even if God calls the young, the young won't know how to respond. They won't know how to 
to live a life that is God glorifying. And so we saw in chapter three that it was Eli who had to direct, who had to mentor and give instructions to Eli or Samuel how to correctly respond to the Lord. And so if you look at that dynamic of the old and the young, one who is very old and blind, right? Then we have a young, young boy who, who, who just wants to serve the Lord, yet doesn't know who the Lord is. It's much like today, right? If you look around, if you were at Dongshala annual conference, it was leading to the next generation. And you saw that the, the, the older was uh, speaking to the young, and the young was speaking to the old, and you saw this dynamic. Well, this is the example in the story of the Bible. And so much, so how much like the young need the old, Samuel, Samuel Yang, need Eli, Eli, right? We also need the old people. Well, you might be asking, why do we still need the old generation, Yang? I mean, we have this knowledge, we have this study. Well, the thing is, we don't have the experience. We don't have the knowledge. We are not sensitive to the word of God, to God moving. Our faith has not matured as much as theirs. And so, and so I, I believe that in order for our church to grow, especially at Hmong Alliance, our Green Bay Hmong Alliance here, as we transition to missions, as we focus on discipleship, as we are slowly losing the Hmong language, we're going to definitely need to reach out to look to the old generation and say, we need your help. We still need your help. And so you might be asking, well, Yang, uh, the voice of God, the Jilushua, it doesn't speak to us. It doesn't speak to us like it did for Elita Sama Yang. Well, we know that in 2 Timothy 3, Timothy 3, verse 16, I have that on screen there. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And so ultimately, and so that the words in their Bible there, whether it's electronic or whether it's a paper format, that that is his word written down for us. And so if we're waiting for God's voice to, to just pop out to us like in a dream or, or at home saying, calling out to you, then I think you'll be waiting for a long time because God's words has been written down already. And not only that, in Matthew 24, 35, we see that Jesus says, 
Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Hôm mai thay chong nang ap lao ngay đi tu chi a tia lu du the lu dia te yo plo mu da shi wa ju jiao lu yo chi mo yi lo bong li. And so, if we're waiting for the audible voice of God, yet not reading our Bible, not looking to the Word to speak to us. Not looking to the word of God to speak to us and to direct us, then we are vainly waiting for nothing. And so, what must we do to respond to the voice of God when the words of the literal Bible are right there for us? When we read it, does, do we respond to it? I know it might be hard, especially when God commands us to love the Lord God with all your heart and all your soul, and all your mind and all your strength. In Matthew 22, or maybe it's hard to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't know where those are coming from, it's the greatest commandment of that God or that Jesus summarized to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Or maybe it's to forgive one another. Last week, Gusifu uh, Chakong or Pastor Billy, Sifu Billy was here preaching and he said that, right? Not seven times, but 77 times. That is God's word. That is how he speaks to us today. Or maybe when it's someone that calls you to do God's work, whether it's elders, deacons, a youth leader, how should we then respond when God is calling us to do his work. When there's so many ministries out there, when there's so much hurt and pain, how will we respond? Well, we must be ready like the young boy, Samuel. He said, Samyang said, Right? He said, Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And so when God speaks, and it's something difficult that we must do, His Bible says that, that we should do something that we should obey his rules, his laws. How will we respond? And I'll say this to finish off the, to conclude the message. When God speaks, we must listen to his words for we are God's servants. And so if we believe that we are his servants, 
and he speaks through his word, his Bible, then yes, we must listen. We must listen to the voice of God and obey in whatever way that he deems it because we are his servants. And so today, that is the message that all I have for today. Um, So let us pray and be done with today's service. And so, so Father God, we thank you for this reading and this teaching of 1 Samuel chapter 3, Lord. We know that it is hard to listen to your voice, knowing that it's even harder to obey your voice when the words hit so deep when we're supposed to love one another, to forgive one another for what what they have done to us, Lord. But it's so hard, Lord, but we know that if we are your servants, if we are called to love you, Lord, and to serve you, Lord, then we must listen. Lord, I don't know where uh, many of us are at, Lord, but may these words, may these examples of Eli and Samuel help Green Bay Mong Alliance and the churches transition, Lord, into um, the next generation so that we may be obedient servants of you, Lord, and listen to your words. And so, Father God, um, be with the church here, the people here, as we go throughout the week listening to your voice, obeying your voice, Lord. And so, Lord, we thank you and we love you. In your name we pray, amen.